The Oddfather Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. Chris, time to get a little weird on, on this one. Um, <laughs> I think we, we've talked a lot about God. We started out this this podcast by chatting about God as he and what do we lose when we, when we humanize God and put him into human-sized boxes. But then God did that when God gave us Jesus and put himself into a human-sized form for us to see and understand. And God said, this is what it's supposed to be like. All right, you're getting it? So we have these pictures. Jesus is Italian. Yeah, hey, he's so good. Um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> anyway, so the Mediterranean. Um, sorry, let's, now we're totally distracted. Yes. Um, so so we, we've, we have a picture of God. We have literally pictures of Jesus. Apparently he was white and beautiful and held lambs long or something. Flowing, yeah, long, long, long flowing hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know that all of those are wrong, the, the physical pictures, but we can look through the Gospels, we can see the story of this this guy, Jesus, yep. who is also God. So we have this really strong indication of his character and of God's character. The fact that Jesus is completely God is baffling and confusing, and we're not sure exactly how that works because it's something that God can't explain to us because we're human. And there's also the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy, also the Holy Ghost? What, what, that's a, it's, I don't, huh? Well, it's weird, made no sense to me yeah. as a, 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 a new Christian coming into a Pentecostal church <laughs> where everything was about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, my previous religious. Said, hold, hold it, got to stop you there. Again, you've done that whole pastor thing. Pentecostal, what the hell does that mean? Well, because I know there are people going, well, yeah, okay. So Pentecostal is a type of, it's a well, denomination. It, it's not, it's not really, but it's a. No, it's it's a an expression of Christianity which um, focuses on the fact that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit um, not only fell on the apostles in the upper room, but was affected the crowds that they spoke to mm. uh, okay. that day, and it was a very powerful. Uh, in fact, it was a pivot point in uh, the growth of the church after Jesus' death. Okay, so Pentecost was the day at which yeah. the Holy Spirit first appeared and little flames dancing on people's heads or however it's portrayed, yeah. that and, sort of stuff. And, it's and not, a Pentecostal church is one that's pretty keen on that. Yes. Okay, uh, okay, sorry. And focuses a lot on the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, okay. you know, my background as a, as a child was as, as a Catholic and mm -hmm. I didn't really get a lot of exposure mm. Uh, to the Holy Spirit, except that he was part of, you know, Father, Son, Holy, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, yeah, which is uh, interesting, and it was isn't it? Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. And, and the whole idea of ghost and spirit, too, sort of intrigued me as a sort of, it was like an excuse for the ethereal part of God. Yeah. Um, but it was something which 
I guess, was very strong uh, in terms of what was talked about mm. um, and uh, the evidence of the, the presence of the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues was a, a very prominent part yeah. of my early church life, which yeah. I, I found me- very I baffling. I remember churches going, well, you're not saved because you're not talking gibberish. And, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there, there were a yes. few of those. Luckily, that wasn't one of the, you, the churches you can get that, that I, yeah. I, I got. But there is, there is that aspect to it. And yeah. So, so this Holy I mean, Spirit thing becomes yeah. really convoluted. We don't have a clear... What the, we don't have a really clear human understanding no. of that aspect of it. And I think what worries, or what I find interesting, what I'm still battling with, obviously, is that in ancient cultures, the spiritual is incredibly prominent and powerful. Yeah. In a white Western or in a you know, scientific Western society, the spiritual is, it doesn't exist. You know? yeah. We're quite happy to have quantums and quarks and stuff that we can't see. But that's science. But spiritual, we don't have spiritual. There's no spiritual anymore in no, this world. it's been thrashed out of us. Yeah. Um, it's been which, scienced which, out of us. Which is odd in a sense because it's not as though the Spirit makes his first appearance at the day of Pentecost. Mm. I think line one or two yeah. in Genesis, yeah. the Spirit was hovering over the waters. Yeah. And you have just made the, my point there for me by saying he doesn't appear at Pentecost for the first time. Is it a he or a she? Ah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Well, yes, in the sense that he or she is preferable over it. Because it, it, he Ooh, is, okay. they are the person, I'll try not to <laughs> Great, ge- genderize them. For, the Holy um, Spirit. <laughs> well, because... How woke. <laughs> well, perhaps not gender neutralizing, but gender... Um, Swapping? This is going to get really confused very shortly, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Put it this way. It is the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, Okay. And that is important because other spiritual practices uh, and even uh, cultural ideas, Mm. a.k.a. um, Star Wars, have the force, which is a spiritual force, which is non-personified. Right. Is that that a term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think Um, that's what you... Yeah. And uh, I think we've yeah, mentioned this you. before. Yeah. And so the fact that the, the Holy Spirit is a person of the Trinity, I think, is really important. Well, that person, of course, is totally the wrong word, but I get entity. Entity? No, that's... That's not... That's yeah. Not, yeah. Um, because Proverbs, of course, constantly is referring to lady wisdom. And, yes. And wisdom as a lady, and there are suggestions that the, the lady is the Spirit, and that... The, what much of what the spirit does? There are, there are a number of instances where the spirit is referred to in, with female gendered language. Yes, and that that you know we've got God is He, but He's not really. He's more like the force. I think in some it kind of feels like there's this weird thing going on there. And Jesus is the He, and the Spirit is the She, and it's kind of uh, yeah. But I'm trying to fit it into human stuff, and it's not working. Yeah, and and I think possibly um, it, it's. Because most of this is written in terms of the the, the different lady wisdom, for instance, is mm. a, a, a an Old Testament personification, mm-hmm. uh, not not only in, in Proverbs but even in Genesis. Yeah, um, and you know it's it's one of those intriguing thoughts with the mm. with the Old Testament writers trying to tell us something. Mm. Here was there a bit of subversive, 
Yeah, it was God actually feeding an undercurrent of um, gender equality, if you like, yeah. into the Trinity, uh, which, if stated more plainly, would have been thrown out. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's really quite hard to know um, and quite controversial to even yeah. contemplate in some circles. Because then you, then you start to... Then you're suggesting that the Bible has been edited to make it acceptable to certain groups, and that's, mm. ooh, well, yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah, um, or, or well, not well. I don't know about edited. Perhaps it's framed. Just the fact that I mean, just like Jesus, we know told parables mm. to avoid um, attracting the ire of the uh, the uh, Pharisees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Old Testament writers rather than not telling the truth, just told it in such a way that it didn't attract yeah. undue attention mm. to the point they were trying to make. Mm. And yet, study of, of the Bible, even by, I believe, you know, the ancient Israelites, would have revealed that there's a there's an undercurrent of... Uh, and I'm not sure how much of an undercurrent it was. There were plenty of women in the Old Testament who, yeah. who were prominent in leading uh, the, the nation of Israel and, mm. and having prominence in... In the lineage of mm. Jesus himself. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there are at least four non-Israelite women mm. who are part of that lineage, mm. which sort of offends a lot of people. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of get the feeling that for me, this obviously is the ongoing. What, what is the Holy Spirit? Who are you? What are you doing? What, what's happening here? And we talked previously about how God communicates with us. How do I know God? And it is through the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know how that works, but I'm, I know somebody's doing something. One of you guys is up there doing something. One of you is here within me doing something and I'm, I'm experiencing it and it's, it's making huge changes and it scares me and it's good scary. Um, but I, I guess what you're saying is that even in the Bible, it's an ongoing process of gently layering knowledge on top of knowledge on top of knowledge to find out not what is the truth, but what is true as we move on. Yeah. Um, also, almost, I think, like, and I, I used to frame this in, in computing terms to try and get my head around it, um, which I don't think is entirely accurate, so I won't mention that the, what the terms I was using then. But, but I think in, in some ways it's like uh, the Holy Spirit is the... It's like you know, the messenger mm. um, part of God, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the aspect, I guess, of the Trinity that enables um, us as humans to have contact with God all at once, um, but also um, to be able to communicate in, in quite different ways, mm. um, and so. There's a certain mystery, I think, in in as you say, as how the whole thing works, mm. and I, I and funnily enough, I don't actually have a problem with that. The problem I have is that when people think that they're part of the mystery of the way it works is the only way it works, um, and I think that's putting God into a very small box. You know, even as a as a as a Pentecostal pastor. Um, I remember doing a course on the color. It was called the Colors of Ministry by um, uh, Schwartz. Can't remember his first name. Um, 
but uh, he, ironic that that means black, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and Christian Swartz. Christian. Sorry. Um, <laughs> of course. And he, he the the book was basically on the gifts of the spirit. Okay. Uh, one of which was speaking in tongues. Right. But the implication that he made, which was something which was foreign to me at the time, was that as it was a gift, like all the other gifts of the Spirit, it was a gift whether you got it or not. And I'd been brought up in a church where the, 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 mm. the, the feeling was that this was something that everybody could have mm. and that a lot of people just chose not to. Okay. Um, mm. And... So there was a, a slight degree of one-upmanship, yeah, if you like. Yeah. I'm not sure that's the correct time, so forgive me, Lord, if that's yeah. a, a bad term to use. Yeah. Um, but he he painted quite a different picture, which I thought was very interesting. It took me quite a while to get my head around. Yeah. But this this wasn't... Uh, this, this, all the gifts of the Spirit are gifts, mm. and the, the Spirit gives those gifts as He wills. Yeah. Um, and so there's lots of different ways of connecting with the Holy Spirit, depending on the person. The, the idea of gifts is not so much presence as such, but something that connects with God that is unique to you because of your strength, weaknesses, talents, all sorts of different parts of your, of your makeup, your personality, which enable you to connect with God differently than other people. I mean, it would be silly to assume that you and I connect with God in exactly the same manner. In fact, it would probably be totally ridiculous. So what I reckon you're saying, um, and this is this is the question, would you, would you put it like this, uh, that the Spirit allows us to communicate uniquely because we are all unique with God and he communicates with us uniquely through the spirit that, that it is a it is a unique relationship between me and the spirit so my relationship with the Holy Spirit may well be different to yours yes would that be fair way in fact that's very well put I've, I've never actually thought of it in those terms before but I think you're onto something that oh. it's, it's almost like you know we, we all come with our own different socket for a plug, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and if it yeah. wasn't for the Holy Spirit, some of those sockets wouldn't fit. Yeah, uh, but the, because of you know, the Holy Spirit's interaction with us, mm. every single person gets their own individual connection. So, how can I, as an individual, and all of us as all different individuals, do you think there is a common anything common about our relationship with the Holy Spirit? Is there a commonality? Is there a, a common denominator? A, sort is, of, yeah, thing? yeah. Is there um, something that you know? That, well, that's it's a good. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not, and and I guess my my question is, does there have to be? Is that a, is that yeah, good our point. human way of thinking that there's got to be a connection, otherwise that we're too different? Or I, what's I, wrong with connecting differently? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I I think there is there is a common denominator amongst. Well, let's draw some broad strokes here. Pentecostals. Oh, he's back on that again. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, denominations, I think, because because of how denominations work, there tends mm. to be a commonality, I think, of how people assume mm. they should connect with the Holy mm. Spirit. And it often becomes easier because of the whole community aspect of it. Mm. But I, I don't think we should tie ourselves into the necessity of a common mm. denominator. 
So the question then I reckon could be what happens if we break out of our denominational preconceptions of what it is and look for a Holy Spirit. Mind blown. I, I, I think I think it's a um, you know an adventure that people should consider going on. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions. 